Hello everyone, so we're back. We had a little intermission. <laughs> what was our plan? We decided on to talk about... I figured we'd point... Oh, victim mentality. Well, the difference between the left and the right. <clears throat> Which, yeah, I guess would be the victim mentality. Hold on, before we get into that, let's talk about a couple other posts my we'll just do a couple for now we won't get too deep that my liberal friends he says uh oh he just posted something the kenosha shooting suspect was in front row of a trump rally in january which is very obsolete like who cares um Scrolling down here. There's pictures of him cleaning up graffiti the same day in the daytime of the, uh, you know, the, that they, whoever the hell it is, BLM, Antifa, I don't even know who it was, had done. They uh, compared that to a picture of Ted Bundy uh, cleaning house with his wife. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Most of the time when I hear or read or see memes like that, it's like the whole core concept is just completely lost on the comparisons. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? And then I don't even know where to go from there. It's like, are you really unable to see that this is not relevant? Or is it that you are deliberately just shifting the narrative to fucking play a power game because you are, in fact, intelligent? Yeah, look at this one. <clears throat> This meme he posted, FYI, the Trump ad that shows fires and looting with the tag line, you won't be safe in Biden America, shows actual footage from Trump's America. And then I wrote, <laughs> in states ran by Democratic governors, he's showing people what Democratic leadership truly is. There you go. No reply to that. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. That's perfect <clears throat> and also he has this one trump's american values <laughs> you ready that's not, that's not a meme <laughs> that's that's a meme in itself because of the the whole the left can't meme have you seen the thing where the dogs are talking it's like hey right bro hey what's up right bro and it's like oh here comes that left meme and it's this fucking buzz this wall of text and you can't make out any of it and it's like i'm not <laughs> even reading that <laughs> his american values is grab them by the pussy Child. Wait, well, let's take them. Let's take them. All right. So to grab them by the pussy, it's like, okay, these are women that are throwing themselves at you, begging you for sex. Okay, cool. Grab them by the pussy. No problem. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's consensual. I've heard women say worse things about men. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Dude, it's consensual. Like, it's locker room talk. It really is. Yeah. I've heard worse, to be honest. Like when I, when I first heard that, I thought to myself, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but to the. Well, standard american i guess it's like the well that's why i wanted to get all. into the whole difference between the left and the right it's like when you when you take a look at the left and the right the reason that i say don't attack people the key difference is is that when you see uh, a person on the left their their reaction their goal the way you can tell which side they're on is because one they get angry mm -hmm. and they chastise you for doing anything even if it's innocuous and then when you look at somebody on the right, they're laughing about it. Mm -hmm. It's a party. 
the right side is having a party and having fun, making music, making funny memes, you know, cracking jokes. And the people on the left are looking at everything that they're doing and saying, that's racist, that's bigoted, that, you shouldn't be laughing at that joke, you're a blah, 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 and it's just anger and outrage. And that's the key differences between the leftist one that teaches everybody that you should be against everything. Donald Trump, Western civilization, you name it, the patriarchy, because you are oppressed. And you're mm-hmm. oppressed for everything. Even if you're straight and white, you're still oppressed. And the people on the right, like I just said, they're, you know, having a fun. They're building off of the fact that we've come from so far and we're at this pinnacle of uh, civilization where we can be happy and appreciate the fact that we have running water, we have lights, we have food on demand, nobody's going hungry, we have air conditioning. All of these things that these other people have not been taught to appreciate. And it's a key, key difference. Mm-hmm. Not even being aware of the, the privilege that they're living in. As somebody who literally went to school in a bamboo hut with leaves on top, you know, in the jungle, coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. at the age of eight, it's like I haven't lost sight of the fact that I'm living in heaven. This is, this is, this is so much privilege. And nobody is taught that. One of the big fights that I had with Luis, you remember Luis? Of course, how can I forget? I was trying to tell him about that. It didn't get too far because I try not to push him too far but i told him that he was born into the system and i was trying to take it down the line that i don't think that you've been taught to appreciate the miracle of you know electricity (laughs) in your house (laughs) and just how well you have it it's like the only thing that you can see is that you're not making as much money as this guy over here you don't have as many cars as this guy over here or whatever it's like you're comparing yourself to uh, God, ultimately, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't have absolutely everything, and I'm not treated like the most amazing, you know, like like God. I'm not just people don't fall down worshiping when I'm walking somewhere, because that's the ultimate thing where you're not being oppressed. It's either you go into everybody is treated like the ultimate champion who just spent their entire life uh, towards a goal and accomplished it, or you're the opposite. You're being treated exactly the same as the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. when you go into the communism and socialism it always falls to be everyone being equal to the lowest common denominator Mm -hmm. and that's not good it's like do you really want to be the best crab in the bucket or do you want to fucking be a a mediocre superstar Mm -hmm. you can't have both right inequality breeds excellence and you have the ability to to pick yourself up and not be the bottom of the barrel Mm-hmm. But if you go the other way, sure, you'll be two steps up from the bottom of the barrel, but you'll still be at the bottom of the fucking barrel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you still talk to him, right? Uh, occasionally, yeah. We we uh, text and stuff. Usually doesn't go too far. Dude, that guy did not like is, He did not like me. I mean, we worked at the coffee bean, and I don't know what I did. Yeah, he was a supervisor. Yeah, he, he did not like me. I don't know, I always got this, like... Like, you're a fucking idiot vibe from him, you know? <laughs> that's just that's just everybody, man. That's We're friends, I get that vibe. <laughs> you think I think that of you, or you think that of me? No, uh, Luis thinks that of me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought, you, I thought you were talking about you and I are friends, and no, you get that he, vibe. <laughs> he's, totally, he's totally anti-Trump. And yeah. Everything right now in my life is fucking politics. Has yeah. been since just after 2016, when I found out that Trump was president. And it's like... You had to dive deep. Yeah, and anytime I talk to him about anything, it just comes back around to that because that's, you know, what I'm... I feel like that's what every conversation dives back into eventually. Right now. 
Yeah, even when my stepsister was in town and we were having the pool party at my, my sister's house and eventually it started getting into the masks and all this and then next you know politics I had to stop myself because <laughs> my sister said don't talk politics with my <laughs> my other sister Chalet. Right. And so And that's what I do with Luis. It's like I don't I don't you know, it's like I try to, the last time he was here we had a pretty in depth well, it was kind of one-sided, but he asked questions, so I gave the answers. Yeah. And he didn't like the answers. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't too uh, enthused. I try to avoid trigger words, like you know, oh, Trump, Republican, Democrat, <laughs> stuff like that. I just tried to talk about the issues themselves, yeah. and to avoid saying anything pro-Trump, because you can't change somebody's opinion yeah. on the man. It's like, okay, sure. Maybe he did all these great things, but he still does, you know, act like a bully to people yeah. that are worth being bullies to, you know, to the assholes. Well, that's yeah. what polls shows that they don't like Trump because of his personality, not because of politics, yeah. his policies, just because of his personality. And, and that's he, why they're voting for Joe Biden, because it said 59% right. are voting for Joe Biden because he's not Trump. Exactly. And then only 9% are voting for Biden because of his policy. That's fucking chaos, dude. <laughs> like, And it's because nobody really cares. Like, I blame myself, in part, for what the hell has gone on. For the whole... I got interested in politics after... Uh, I got my real estate license, and the lady that was talking to the... Whoever, I don't remember what ceremony it was, but she said that if your business is real estate, then your business is politics, and you need to know, know what's going on. Yeah. So then I started looking into politics. And uh, I started to support Ron Paul, and I found out about everything that was going on. And then after Paul was Bernie Sanders, he just got squashed. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't going anywhere. It was Ron like, Paul had an army. And, uh, and but, yeah, but he got he got cut down really fast. And I was like, yeah. dude, they would t belittle him. I remember he was on the O'Reilly Factor, and O'Reilly says, "You're living in fucking La La Land." Like, yeah, it's like how so? He's being as basic as he can, explaining to you what his policies and what he's about, because he wanted to eliminate the the Fed, right? Yeah, he wanted to get rid of the uh, income tax. He wanted to get rid of <coughs> the central system of control here in the U.S. This is what mm. I was telling Luis last time it was over. That uh, you know, and I was I was for that. I was totally for that. But I don't know if Ron Paul was just too naive. And that he thought that the world is as it seems. And that's the reason that he got shut down early on. And somebody like Donald Trump, clearly, if you look at all of his, uh, a lot of his interviews going back the last 40 years, he's been awake. You know, he's been doing business. He's butted in. There's no way to not butt into this thing in the background if you're a successful person, period, mm -hmm. no matter what field you're in. And because of that knowledge and understanding, it meant he was able to uh, get together, what would you call it, an apparatus of security and pushback, all the tools and weapons that he would need to go up and take on the Fed. Because the Fed isn't just the Fed. The Fed is every single one of the people at the top that own the Fed. All the people in all of the major businesses that have friendly relations with those people at the top of the Fed. 
all the politicians in the U.S. government that have these friendly relationships, who they can just, you know, get as much money for anything that they want. Mm -hmm. And all of the international ties that come along with being the owner of a central bank. And to all the, because there's central banks everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's the system of control that is in the world. And you can't just take on the central bank here in the U.S. and not get destroyed by the uh, militant wing, the, the uh, intelligence agencies in the states, mm -hmm. I mean, from the rest of the world. You know, they have everybody in a web of control. So what had to happen was what you see, if you follow the, the, the Q posts, if you read what's going on, you see that this was a whole bunch of small fires started at points of this international web. It wasn't just taken on the Fed here. It was taken on the banks in Iran. It was taken on the, the European Union, you know, and their trade organization. It was all over. Mm -hmm. All at the same time, everybody making the same push and starting the fire on their little thread, burning at the same time, and then the, the spider tries to fight back. But the fire's coming from everywhere, and they can't fix the web. So we've slowly been getting to the point now where we're at, where uh, Britain has become independent. They've cast out the European Union, the Soviet European Union. The U.S. is there. The NAFTA agreement has fallen. USMCA has has usurped China's ability to be the economic, you know, its economic stranglehold in the U.S. and the world, bringing manufacturing back here and to our allies to the south and to the north so that they can bring themselves into the 20th century, become manufacturers, defend this continent should anything bad ever happen. And, you know, it's like, there's so much more than that, too. All of this was, there's no way that it could have just happened by itself. This was a plan. And it's hinted at in all of these posts. And you see it. And that's what their propaganda videos say that they were doing in the first place. So it's like not really, a, you know, a wild guess. These Q posts are not frequent, right? Because every time I go on... It depends. It, it, it comes as a... Like, they'll have periods where they stop posting, mm -hmm. and then they'll come out with a drip and then, like, a flood. Mm. There's over 4,000 posts since 2016. But it's... Uh, it's pretty accurate, yeah. They're questions. That's all they are. It's from what I've come to understand and what p other people have hypothesized... It's like we know that they're intelligence. Mm -hmm. The people that control the board, it's a group of at, at least eight, possibly nine, only three of which are not intelligence, military intelligence. And due to the whole, I told you, having to play within the confines of the law, they're not allowed to come out and just tell you the story. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed to break their oaths. And when you look at the whole idea of psychology and subversion and all this other stuff, you can't really do that anyway because people will just be like, oh, I'll poke a hole in that. Mm -hmm. The best way to show something to somebody and make sure that that somebody is the person that you want to show something to is to ask a question and to open a door, like a link to an article or to a piece of legislation that was passed in secret at some point. You ask a question, several questions, and then you put those article links down. And then the person asks the question, says, well, what's that? And then they go through and they read. Not everybody is going to click those links and read. Only the person who really is letting the question drive them is going to click those and look for the answer. Mm -hmm. And then once they have these pieces of information, then that question is going to take on a new light and they'll have 
the information to put together a small puzzle piece and mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's, that's curious. And then as more and more time comes, uh, goes on, things happen that are important in the news. Other posts are made, dragging questions that shine a light on the current events in a different way as, you know, like, like, why is Mueller so angry? Oh, because blah, 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 Trump's corrupt. And it's like, oh, is he really? Well, I know Obamagate's uh, a thing, so what about Mueller? And then you, it, pass, it pops out, it's like, oh, what was Mueller's role in, in Uranium One? You know, it's like, what was going on there with uh, selling nuclear materi material to Russia? And other stuff were people who really look into the guy, like him taking office a month before September 11th happened. Remember all the FBI tapes that nobody ever got to see from mm -hmm. around the Pentagon about yeah. what really happened there? Well, guess who was in charge of the FBI? Mueller. Yep. <clears throat> and just all these small puzzle pieces so that the individual gets the pieces together and then they start making the picture. And then you start posting it on social media. You start getting attacked by people on the left and the right and punching holes in your story. And then you have to go and look at these things that they bring up. And you have to be like, well, that's true. Well, that's true. Well, now I need to change the story. Now the puzzle piece looks different. Did you ever look into the whole September 11th? Like, what was truly behind that whole thing? It still hasn't come out. I mean, there's lots of stuff that's going on. The only thing we know for sure is that one, what? <laughs> one what? Sorry. I don't remember what was I saying. And the 9/11, the whole reasoning, the yeah. actual reasoning behind that whole project. Right. I think well, it was to centralize banks in the Middle East. <clears throat> they say it was. Well, no. The, I mean, the reasons for it are like clear if you if you want to look at it in, intentionally or unintentionally, and it's like almost every time that FEMA does a drill. Or an exercise, uh -huh. and then the thing that they're drilling and exercising for happens. It's like, come on, yeah, maybe once, sure, but every, you know, it's like numerous times, something's going on there. And September 11th is one of those. They they were on September 11th. They were doing drills for a September 11th. They had it planned months in advance. They said this could happen. This could be a terrorist attack. One of the reasons people attack Netanyahu all the time is because he came out and he said, hey, September 11th, it's happening. He didn't say it specifically, but he said, they're going to they're gonna, uh, bring planes into your buildings and destroy your buildings. It's like he's saying that, and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, look, it's them. They did it. How else did he know? It's like, well, if he knew, why the hell was he out there telling you, hey, do something, they're going to attack you? It's like, no, it wasn't fucking Netanyahu. <clears throat> but on the day of September 11th, everything that they had planned for came through. Even some of the people that were uh, responsible for watching the skies came out and said that when they got the news, they were like, oh wait, is this the drill? Oh, this isn't supposed to be happening yet. And that was part of the delay that happened because they thought it was just the drill. And so yeah, and then when you look at what happened from there, it's like, oh, did all of these contingency plans that they were able to pass because of this fucking emergency just, you know, come up out of nowhere? Oh no, look, they were drafted long before. Starting Homeland Security, starting the war. All this shit was planned for in advance. Am I, I'm supposed to just take this as fucking, you know, coincidence? I don't fucking think so. I'm mm -hmm. not that dumb. 
So you don't know the real reasons behind all that? Well, clearly the reasons... Like, what, what, I mean, what, are, what do you f feel from your gut that... Clearly the reasons were to take away people's rights to institute Homeland Security and the Patriot Act, mass surveillance, to give an excuse to start a war in the Middle East, and, you know, usher... You don't think bottom line is money, right? Well, no, the bottom, bottom line for everything is power. Mm -hmm. Everybody, every one of these bad actors here in the U.S., in Iran, in China, you name it, every single one of them have the same goal, world domination. I mean, it sounds like a caricature, but it's what they want. The whole 2049 plan is part of a larger agenda to, to, to overtake the world. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. is, was, is, to them, the final obstacle standing in their way. <clears throat> and that's the reason, the whole economy taking off. The people who were aligned with the CCP, politicians and business people, who sold the factories out, sent them over there, gave China you know, all the strength and vitality of the U.S. to build themselves up and to weaken the U.S. These are, these are people who, one, truly believe in communism, two, don't believe in communism, but are completely about themselves and, you know, taking care of their families with the massive amounts of money and prestige that they get. People who are in politics only for power, personal gain, and you can't in a single reason for all of these people. It's like saying, why do you go to work? It's like, well, I go to work for money. Why do you go to work? Well, I go because I want to take care of my, my family. Oh, you mean for money? Sure, you can look at it that way. <laughs> but you want the money so you can do hookers and blow. I want it so that I can take care of my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, sure, you can say money, but there's different reasons behind it. And it's the same thing with the politicians and the, uh, the business people. I feel like over time it's going to be like that movie with Matt Damon... Was it called Equilibrium? Have you seen that one? Matt Damon. I think it was about 2011. It's basically all the rich people are in this sky kind of dome thing. Isn't that Christian Bale? No, you're thinking of um, um, God, I, I can't remember. even think of the damn name right now. Anyway, you were saying the movie's about yeah, film. like like all the. Poor middle class people. Well, I guess it's just poor and rich. All the poor people live on the earth as the rich people live up in the sky. And oh, Elysium. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Equilibrium? Yeah. <laughs> Elysium. You've seen this then, right? Yeah. That's basically, you know, they push it a little further into the future. But yeah, essentially. I mean, that's really what you got going on now here in the U.S. for as not Elysium as it is. We're fucking Elysium. And the rest of the world is, you know, they don't have paved streets. Yeah. And, and Jeff Bezos just reached 200 billion. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's like NAFTA and all these things. It's only a certain small group of people that benefit from these particular trade agreements. And you know what? Speaking of the Q, how do you say QAnon or just Q? Depends. So I was looking at the queue, and then they have this section where it says suicides. Have you seen this one? So it was a suicide section. I was looking at all the suicides, and it said Chester Bennington and then Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know about them. Uh, Chester Bennington and Chris. Uh, what was the guy from? Yeah, what is Cornell. Chris Cornell, yeah. So supposedly they were going against David Geffen, who is the music executive of Geffen Records. 
for the secret child's um, supposedly David Geffen and his elite friends are like abusing children and, yeah. and like molesting him or whatever the fuck they're doing behind closed doors. It's part of this wall that I'm talking about. Yeah. And so they were going against that. I forget the name of the act or whatever. They were making a documentary. Yeah, exactly. And then next thing you know, they both commit suicide. Ig- yeah. Dang. The same thing with uh, all the, the doorknob suicides. Like what's his face? Um, Robin Williams. Yeah, like Robin Williams and all these other people who. Yeah, and then I looked at I looked up David Geffen because I always heard about him. I've never knew what he looked like or anything like that. So I find his Instagram. He's on a his own yacht, which is like a three hundred million dollar yacht, with Jeff Bezos, Oprah, Tom Hanks, all these like supposed pedophile. Well, I never heard about Jeff Bezos pedophile, but Tom Hanks I heard recently. I mean, now he has citizenship to Greece. Yeah, he's running. And he had some kind of accusation back in the early 90s with some woman. And they say behind closed doors he's a pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, or, there's, there's a lo- if you get to the level of stardom like Tom Hanks. That's why all these Hollywood elites hate Trump, right? Yeah. You hear, you hear fuck, I, do, I used to like the guy, what's his name? Um, Robert, uh, the guy who played in Casino. Didn't see it. Casino, he was the, the, the mob boss in um, Goodfellas. Oh, Robert De Niro? Yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah, that guy's the worst. Oh, my he God. He had pedophilia charges before Trump. And it's only become now... Be- Robert De Niro had pedophilia charges? Yeah. But, really? But they were like whitewashed pedophilia charges. It's like, like yeah. a lot of things, like when you see Prince Andrew and, and they start say, oh, Prince Andrew was accused of pedophilia. And it's like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. And then they whitewash it. They put out... He had sex with a 17-year-old like three times. And it's like, fuck you. He was raping babies like fucking every day. What? But you don't hear about that shit because it's like, you know, oh, it's not going to happen. That's called a whitewash. It's where you say, yeah, 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 that did, that did happen. But let me, let me make the picture really faded with this whitewash on here. So you see, How the fuck could you touch a child? Oh, dude, dude, when kids are around me, I'm like, ugh, get away from me. One of the women, I don't know if she's still alive, but she came out and was talking about because she looked into it. Uh, and I've looked into it, and thankfully I haven't run into any of it, like, because you don't know what the fuck you'll find when you're on the deep web looking for shit, uh-huh. but uh, these people, and it's, mo- like, there's no specifics on who, but that this stuff exists, is that they pay for raping and murdering children as young as the umbilical cord still being attached. Just birth. What? Yes. I mean, and, and it's worse than that. The types of things that they do to people are fucking unimaginable. It's just horrific stuff. And when you, if, you, if you were to try to tell somebody that, you know, they'll just shut down. They won't even I think. have a hard time believing that. Like I, oh, bro. Really? You, once you, if you look at certain stuff that is passed around on the fucking deep web that's not like, you know, rape, like the murder stuff, the gore stuff, which you can run into not even looking you'll see that there is a level of depravity beyond what you can think of when you try to imagine hell if you haven't fucking witnessed it. Just Jeez. just insanity. There are fates worth And that's happening death. just all over the world? Just right now, in as America? we speak, all the fucking time. People wow. with money and time who have reached the end of fucking... 
you know, all the drugs and everything that gives them a fucking high are doing the most unimaginable shit to other human beings. Just because they can. Wow. Like, I don't even want to go into it because it's so fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, my mind can't even, like, fathom that because that's just... Even like when my little brother's kids are around me, I'm like, ugh. If you want to know, like, get the get get a sense of some of the type of shit of where the human mind can take stuff like this, you can look up uh, hentai guru. Hentai with G O. I'm not gonna look into it. I, I just, know, but I'm just saying, if if forever whatever reason, because those are cartoons, but it's still what the mind thinks up. What you can draw about doing to a human being somebody can do to a human being and that that type of shit. so what's that called like when you give pain to other people but you have no empathy towards them what's that a sadist so it's a bunch of well it's more it's like you take sadists. pleasure you, you take, take pleasure, pleasure watching it. people suffer like they say mostly from hearing it but yeah from other people oh <laughs> my my psyche can't even dive into that it's just mm so alien to me that they tried to put out frazzle drip which is uh somebody carving and tearing the face off of a girl what? They're, they're saying that it was hillary clinton but you know who knows and uh you know people couldn't that didn't even make it out it's like yeah it's out there but it didn't people couldn't share it people can put it out it's like you don't want to fucking share that the people that you know and love and you want to wake up you can't share that kind of shit with them <laughs> It will fucking turn them into monsters. Wow. That is gross. It'll, it'll traumatize them. The police officers who were looking at this type of stuff on Anthony Weiner's laptop were, uh, you know, hardened cops were traumatized. A lot of them throwing up. They tried to use that as the trauma as a, I forget what it was, eight of 12 of them so far have quote committed suicide wait what happened to anthony i always heard anthony weiner i never like looked into him anthony weiner is weiner is huma abedin's husband he was arrested huma abedin is a aide to uh hillary clinton she was head of the hillary clinton campaign uh she does other stuff i forget, i don't remember her entire resume but now i'm gonna Ant- look into this anthony weiner yeah if you look up if you go to the q site and you punch in Huma. First of all, change your last name, dude. Like, <laughs> so if my Wiener, last name was Weiner, I'd be in the courthouse the next day. Not if you were Anthony, Anthony Weiner, where you want somebody to ask you about. Oh, your name's Weiner. Ha uh-huh, ha. Yeah, you want to yeah. see it? Yeah. He, he was he was uh, put in jail, prison, whatever, for a very short amount of time for sending uh, pictures of his dick to an underage girl. Jeez. But on his laptop was was all of this torture and pet you know uh child porn oh my goodness and it was the torture part because it, mo- it was mostly it's like all of its pedophilia but a vast amount of it is pedophilia sla- slash snuff it ends in snuff wait so torture he it would it was this just one girl or was multiple girls for what well they the the, the stuff they found on his laptop well, they haven't released everything that's on his... Supposedly, Frazzle Drip was one of the things on his laptop. But uh, we don't know. But from all the stuff, anybody who's looked into this and who has afforded themselves any time looking around on the deep net, because it's almost impossible. The deep net is a whole bunch of these unmarked links that come mm. and go. And you just you kind of navigate, clicking through links that you don't know what the fuck is going to pop up. 
but anybody who spent time down there has clicked a link that they wish that they fucking hadn't. Yeah. Where you run into that shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, this is the type of stuff that he had on there. But he was only convicted from sending uh, dick pics to this underage girl. And that's part of it. That's part of this whole dragnet, this whole, you know, let him spend a little time in prison, let him get used to being a prisoner, see what it's like, decide if that's what he really wants, or flip and sing and turn in the higher-ups, risk being killed, risk being shot, add it to the Clinton body count, you know, that, and that's what's going on. Behind all of this, at the very top, is a worldwide sex trafficking ring that specializes in pedophilia and snuff. What's, Actually, what's snuff? That's where not only do you like rape, erotic films? rape and torture, but you kill someone. It get, you get Jeez. off on killing the person. You'll either uh. kill them and fuck them, or you'll fuck them and kill them as you're jizzing or some shit. <clears throat> that's what I heard Dan Bilzerian said, because you, know, you know who Dan Bilzerian is, right? I don't. So he's this guy on Instagram. He's always with these hot little young models He's a rich guy's son. He inherited all kinds of money. He took his money, started playing these poker games. Won millions of dollars playing poker. And he's also a Navy SEAL, I think. He's in some kind of military branch. But he's like, you know, when you're a rich guy, because he has the mansion, the cars, the girls, all this. He's like, you, you get used to those highs. They become, right. it's like, say you bought a Ferrari, right? You're like, oh my god! After a few months, you're just like, or you do heroin. Yeah, <laughs> after a few months, you're just like, yeah, it's a car that gets you to A and B, right? Yeah. Now you got to go look for your next high. Oh, I bought a plane. After a few months, it just becomes, you know, like habit. It's yeah. it's whatever. Normal. And then after you get all these highs and you reach the top, I guess you start getting into what you're talking about, right? Yeah, you get to the point where it's like, well, I've done everything. And now let's kill children. Nothing (laughs) nothing excites me. Everything's boring. I've done it all. How can I feel alive? What can make me feel that that rush of jumping out of the plane, even though I've done it so many times, I don't give a shit anymore? Yeah. It's like, how can I I get that feeling back? I want that feeling back. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know how you get that feeling? Let me commit a crime. Let me commit a fucking crime. You know how you get that feeling? Is doing yoga. (laughs) <laughs> well it's a different high but it's like the pure high I've had dreams where I've done like like one of them I, I, I was petting a dog and for some unknown reason to me I snapped the dog's neck what? I, and I remember distinctly hearing the, the pop and feeling it like it was a very vivid dream you're scaring me yeah <laughs> And the moment that it happened, I was like, oh, my God, what happened? What did I just do? I mean, I was completely freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in a sweat with my heart just fucking pounding. I was like, I can't mm. believe I fucking did that. No. And then the relief of being like, oh, it was a dream. dream yeah. And it was like, wow. I've had those before where I, where I like, killed people in my dreams. Yeah. And I'm in the courthouse, like, and they gave me life and death penalty and all this shit. And I woke up, and I'm like, oh, exactly racing i'm like holy shit i like, can only imagine that that is what it's like for these people to do it whoa. at least at first and yeah. then and, you know eventually they kill so many fucking people yeah <clears throat> that's crazy one time i went on that website live leak oh my goodness the shit i saw this asian girl get into a plastic it looked like a body bag you can see right through it she got into it they hooked up um a suction machine to the plastic bag takes out all the 
the oxygen, all the air out of the bag. She's literally suffocating, turns purple, like a deep blue purple, dies. And then they unsuck the bag and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, so I used to work at this place in the Cosmo. My coworker would stop me and be like, Angela, come here, bring me in the back room, show me this video. And I'm like, what the fuck? The, the, the rest of my shift, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Did I, just, yeah. I can't thought, even yeah, focus yeah. anymore. because traumatized because of it. That's what I mean. And yeah, that's I'm, nothing compared to what's fucking out there. Yeah, and then I go back on Live Leak later that night and I start looking at, oh my goodness, these three Mexican guys got beheaded by the cartel. With the chainsaw? Yeah, yeah. And, and one yeah. guy just... He, and that's nothing. And that's nothing. I know, I can't, I don't even want to see anymore. When you look at these medieval, uh, like... If you read a, read a medieval history book or go through a museum and they... Yeah, they the time to horses and shit? The torture stuff, like the quartering or the Iron Maiden or the fucking cutting somebody's... What's the Iron Maiden besides a band? <laughs> a coffin with spikes inside. So that it, it pierces you, but not all the way through so that you die, just so that you're bleeding and in So you're, you're dying slowly. And you're unable to move. You're just you're, bleeding out. And you know that you're going to die. And your face has an opening... So that they could come and look at you and see the horror on your face as you know that you're dying. Oh my goodness. That type of deal. And it's not old. Uh, one of the things that the communists did once they, they started their whole genocide was uh, one of the things they used to like to do was slit people's stomachs open, pull out their entrails, and uh, nail the entrail to a pole. We mean entrail, like your intestines? Yeah, your, inten your intestines. Okay. Nail it to a pole and then whip the person to run around the pole to whip <laughs> out their own intestines. Oh. And, it's, and for them, it's, it's, they're laughing and they love it. There's, th this isn't a human being that they're, they're looking at. This is, like a, this is like a social justice warrior looking at a, a Trump supporter. It's like this isn't a human being. This is somebody that you it's can punch monster. in the face, yeah. that, you can, that you can smash and burn and fucking destroy their lives and their property. It's like the humanity has been completely taken out of the equation for them. Mm. And that's what's going on now. That's the whole civility can return. You know, did you hear Hillary? Civility can return once we get power back. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's the idea. That's and how they plan on doing it? Just waving a magic wand? Uh, fires and keep people not... Dude, if Biden gets in, we're up. literally going to burn... This yeah, he's gonna, goddamn country. He's going to disappear, and the socialists are going to take over. There's a police. Let's talk to the police. That's weird. Usually, you don't see cops around here. They're just coming to arrest us and shoot us. <laughs> there would be no CNN footage. <laughs> there. I didn't hear any gunshots around here. It's weird. Huh. But anyway, yeah. It's uh, there are terrible things going on that people in power in politics and in business have a lifestyle that if the world found out if they read QAnon if they followed the links and so when do you think this is going to be exposed do you think Trump is slowly going to do the due diligence it's and the go in, due it's process it's going to go in the background and people are going to hear about just whitewash stuff it's like Capone you know he was a murderer and a terrible guy but they got him for taxes yeah. And you can't come out and tell people this whole... Like, the question that the reporter posed the other day, what, four or five days ago, was uh, the crux of QAnon is that you're fighting to rid the world of a satanic cult of pedophiles. And he was like, oh, I don't know about that. 
But is that a bad thing? Yeah, he's like, this is, he's like, if it's out there, we'll take care of it. He he was yeah, he's like, I want to obviously know, oblivious I, to it. I definitely, no, he's not oblivious. He just can't say, yeah, I'm I'm totally taking on satanic pedophiles. Well, he said he goes, well, yeah, that's new to me. The idea is, if you get him to say, yeah, I'm trying to save the world from satanic pedophiles, then it's like, what is it, what, what amendment was that that they're trying to do to uh, show that he's unfit? I forget what fucking number, twenty something. They were trying to do that from the first day that he got in. It's like if he says something so crazy and outlandish, it's like, yeah, all, everybody's, a, you know, all these satanic pedophiles. I'm trying to fight them. It's like, oh, loony. Well, I mean, don't you think he'll be more aggressive if he gets reelected? Because obviously he's not going to get elected again. So well, no, don't you think there'd be more action taken to this whole no. global agenda? No, because it's not just about taking these people out. It's about showing that this has happened showing that there is a lifestyle among the rich and famous of satanic pedophilia cannibalism <laughs> is akin to telling the world that uh, aliens are real and they walk among us. People would free- flip the fuck out. They wouldn't accept it. Or the ones that did accept it eventually would go so crazy they'd start killing their neighbors thinking that they're fucking aliens. Well, and it's eventually going to be exposed. So right, someone eventually is going to catch it on camera. Right, but you have to do it slowly. You yeah. have to regain control of the media. That's, that's the news and Hollywood. And then you have to start telling the stories that people start imitating. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I like, you know, aliens are around, but, you know, E.T. was cool. I, I'm not going to have a problem with E.T. You know, it's not, it, as opposed to the xenomorph or the one, the body snatchers where you can't tell. It's like you have to tell the people stories because most of them. This is another thing I told Luis. The other day, it was like the one of his problems, and yours too, actually, is that you're emotional, smarter than the average person. You were going to say bear, weren't you? Yes. (laughs) And you don't know it. You think that everybody out there who is protesting and talking and having conversations amongst themselves are on the level that you are, maybe smarter, maybe a little bit dumber. And it's like, no, the vast majority of them, over half, are well below your level of understanding on what yeah. is going on in the world. You know, my, it's funny you say that, because my buddy Trevor said that to me, too. He's like, Angelo, you and I are both intelligent. We don't think like everybody else. He says, listen, imagine you have a loaf of bread. You want the ducks to come to you. <laughs> He's like, you slowly give them pieces of the bread. Right. He's like, but if you throw all this information at people, you're basically throwing the whole loaf at the duck right. <laughs> and they fly away. He's like, you have to give them a little bit. Or you'll get the ducks coming in together and then killing each other <laughs> as they're trying to get the one fucking loaf, which is what you have to avoid. It's like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. You got to dole it out and, you know, let them get <laughs> the ducks what, coming together, what they can take and then, you know, walk away. They have to stay comfortable. Yeah, and I know. And I noticed that, too. I, I would have to literally break things down for people and sometimes I get frustrated and I just have to walk away because well, a the, lot of people don't even want to listen or yeah, look into it. And that's another thing that I was trying to tell you about uh, the whole point about the party versus the, the angry Karen. It's like, yeah, one of the Herschel Walker said that one of the best advice, one of the best pieces of advice that Donald Trump gave him. I don't know. He didn't say it that way, but he said he gave him advice was, uh, you know, get to know people. Mm-hmm. develop a relationship and this is another thing that was told to me by the owner and the managers at the clubs 
and the clubs are all about networking and making relationships. Mm-hmm. It's become friends with these people. Get to know them. You know, the power players. And it's like, you know, be yourself, be honest, don't be fake. It's easy to spot that. But don't, don't just completely focus on the issues that aren't as immediate. Like, if you're in the middle of a war, then yeah, the war takes precedence. But even in the middle of a war, you have to find a time to stop fighting and be human and be friends with the people that you're fighting with mm-hmm. to live life, to remember what the hell life is about. Yeah. About why we're fighting. Stop and smell the roses, yeah. Yeah, and that's part of that. You have to, you know, the people that you're trying to get this information to, it's like you have to, you have to do it not just throwing the bread. Yeah. You have to become their friend. You have to talk to them. You have to get a relationship. You have to find out where they are in the world view and find out what they can take and give it to them friendly as as a friend. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. Um, when I started this podcast, I was trying to be anti-politic podcast. And then I noticed during the conversations I was having with people that it would eventually come back around to politics. Because if you listen to the my first few episodes, I, purpose, I, I say this. And now it's just <laughs> a po- coming to a political podcast. And... <laughs> I mean, that's why I asked it's the elephant this. in the room we have to talk about, huh? I said, that's why I asked you before this, what do you want to talk about? And so politics then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might as well. You dig into it a lot. And every time I speak to you about it, you have me looking into these different subjects and topics and these angles that I haven't seen before. So I start to do my own stuff my own research and i'm like you know what this shit is actually very interesting and we should talk more about it (laughs) yeah the easiest way to do it is just uh you know pop on youtube get on the white house channel yeah post when they're going to do a live thing and they show the press briefings they show the the everything and it's live just watch it live and And i and i also like the um the debate like when people challenge me in a conversation on this subject too because when i'm wrong i could take the humility i could take like you know taking the ego out of it because a lot of people what they're doing these days if you prove them wrong their ego steps in and depends on how you do it but yes right right but majority of people like this girl cindy I said, um, she's like, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. She was on my Facebook, right? Defund the police. And I was like, well, that's not <laughs> how you go about things. And one of the favorite lines that I like to use is, uh, you know what? I used to think the same thing. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> but then, and let me show you. I, I, said that, I, t- I said that to someone recently. I was like, man, I used to think like that 12 years ago. Which I shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't add that. I would just say that I used to. I used to believe that. I heard the same thing. I but know what you're talking about. But she, look at what else I found. She says, "Oh, you're actually serious." And I was like, "Well, yeah, let's talk about it." Didn't even give me the chance to speak. She writes this whole paragraph, right? So I'm like, "Okay, I'm right back." Try to send it. Turns out I'm blocked. I'm like, "Wow, I can't even like have a discussion with you about this." It was so ignorant, and I was fuming. Um, 
one good it's thing. It's the world we live in. One good thing to do is uh, before you hit send is reread what you wrote as mm-hmm. if somebody was sending it to you. <laughs> yeah. And say, does this sound like I'm attacking? <laughs> because you don't want to be attacking. Yeah. So before this podcast ends, let's talk about COVID real quick. When do you think this will end? Do you think we'll end November 4th? Clearly, man. <laughs> Clearly, right? They'll, they'll, they'll give up on the narrative of COVID and they'll start pushing uh, most likely UN. Probably, they'll probably take the UN angle after that. The UN angle? <laughs> so after he's reelected, then what will happen? They'll ramp up the riots, start talking about um, loss of control and wanting to call in the UN to get foreign troops on U.S. soil to police, take care of the riots, try to force him into sending in... Wait, wait, wait. Why would we get other countries' troops to take care of... Because U.S. soldiers won't fire on uh, Americans. It's been tested. They've seen it. The vast majority won't do it. They'll lose control. But if you get U.N. troops, foreign troops, to come in, you know, they're in a foreign country. They're just following orders. And... If they can, if they can get that angle going, start. They already had calls with George Floyd, saying, "I forget who the people were, but they were saying, you know, we need the UN to come in and mediate, because the, the idea was Trump will take the bait. He'll send in the National Guard. We'll have them attack the guard. We'll get pictures of the guard pointing their guns. Maybe somebody will get shot. We'll get lucky. We'll get the the money shot of them killing somebody." And then we'll plaster that all over the news. Trump's a dictator. He brought in the troops. He's killing people in the streets like dogs. We need the UN to come in and save us. And then the UN gets brought in under George Soros, of course, and floods the U.S. with foreign troops. And then, you know, fucking good luck after that, dude. Especially with the mass media, mind control media being in control of uh, the swaths of people. So, (laughs) So once the UN comes in and takes control... Hypothetically, I believe that their next move will be the UN agenda to push that. It's like not set in stone. There's still, uh, like Trump has been holding back with the National Guard. He hasn't been, you know, he, he hasn't taken the bait. And if they start pushing for UN, that'll give him more ammunition to come out and be like, why? We got the National Guard. And start, you know, putting it out there. But desperation is what we're looking at you have to remember that these people the vast majority of them they're not they don't have people out burning raising the city to the the country to the ground killing people not giving a shit because they just want political power they literally have their lives on the line we're talking about satanic (laughs) pedophile cannibals when it comes out which it will people will want to see them dead there will be nowhere on the face of the planet that they'll be able to escape to, that people won't hunt them down. And I'm not talking about governments. I'm just talking about the people. Give me some names. Whoever, man. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. You, you really think Hillary Clinton, Clinton, like, fucks little kids and eats them? Yes. Really? Hillary Clinton, that old lady librarian from outer space? I just listened to her, her see, on uh, Howard see, Stern. You see what I mean right, right here? See how impossible it was for you to accept that? Even with everything that we spoke about. I mean, about. obviously someone else has got to hold down the little kids for her. She can't do that. Well, no, I mean, check out Frazzledrip. See what I you mean, I, I would believe more of her husband 
fucking rapey McEpstein over there. Well, look at Epstein, for instance. Epstein comes out, they put him out as the, the guy. He's the guy. It's Jeffrey Epstein. He did it. And then you have the victims come out and they say, no, he wasn't the guy. He was bad. But Ghislaine Maxwell, or Ghislaine, excuse me, Maxwell, she was the real bad one. She was the worst. She was way worse than Epstein. Much more of a fucking sadist, you know. Uh, and was, you know, probably did, did it with more than fucking Epstein did. And then you look into who she is, and she's this fucking super smart elite helicopter pilot, submarine pilot, wants to create a new country, uh, got doctorates, speaks several languages. It's like, you know, she's a fucking evil genius. You wouldn't think this woman is a fucking pedophile and sadist from hearing her speak and how charming she is. She's like a serial killer. Dude, I saw this picture of, it had a side profile of Jeffrey Epstein, and then it showed Jeffrey Epstein, you know, being taken away to in the, the, the paramedics. And in the paramedic, they had a hump on his nose. But in the original picture of Jeffrey, he's got a slant. He's got a slope. I got to show you this. Well, there's another picture that they put out of supposedly Hillary Clinton during, I forget when it was. And it was just front and center on all these pages for like no fucking reason. And it was like, wait, I'm supposed to believe that's Hillary Clinton? I was like, this doesn't look anything like fucking Hillary Clinton. But they were saying that it was, and it was like nobody questioned it. And I was like, maybe I don't know what Hillary Clinton looks like. <coughs> Fuck. But on the child torture and stuff, man, you know, it is my opinion. I can't point to anything that's not grainy. <laughs> don't you think nukes will drop before that? gets exposed well that's the idea of october supposedly they have contingency plans in place to keep that from happening but i don't know these don't global know the elites are powerful huh i said i don't know the real level of technology that we're at i don't know if they can keep track of somebody walking around with a dirty suitcase bomb huh <clears throat> wow well there you have it folks <laughs> Might as well wear a mask. <laughs> Might as well wear the V for Vendetta mask. You know, I finally watched that movie the other day. No, you've never seen it? Mm-mm. Well, you should, uh, on, a, on a side note, you should wear the mask. Yeah. Because remember, I mean like a, a COVID mask. You should wear it because like in the Matrix, the people that are wearing the mask that are walking around that have no idea what's going on in politics, don't care, don't want to know. All they know is that something terrible is happening. They feel safer when you wear it. And the goal is to get these people who know nothing to feel safe. When they feel safe, they calm down, and finally the president comes out and says, we've beaten COVID-19, you can stop wearing your mask, which he will. That'll happen. You know, and we need to keep everybody calm, honestly. It's really... I know, I accidentally walked into Walgreens today without it. And, oh my God, the looks... The looks you could tell if I, I think if I was like a female or something that someone would have said something, but since I'm like this big ogre looking fucker, yeah, they go all Agent Smith on your ass. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> this this black guy in the in the line, he was just staring at me like seething, and I just realized I was like, oh shit, I forgot my mask, and I'm just like waiting any minute now, like, all right, is this gonna turn into something? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, you morph into fucking an agent and come after you. <laughs> Yeah, it's really scary times right now. Well, it's the best time to wrap it up. It's uh, got four minutes left. All right.
but on a positive note, besides believing that, you know, she is part of this uh, pedophile ring, I believe that the president and military intelligence and, and remember, this is a civil war. It's not just the CIA that's, quote, bad. It's like you have bad people in the CIA and good people in the CIA. It's a civil war in every agency that uh, they've got this. It's going to be Trump that, that wins and we're going to see normalcy again. <coughs> wow, I still can't believe this whole Hillary Clinton thing. You know, I just watched a documentary on her. Uh, there were just two cute little kids in uh, Arkansas on a campus <laughs> that met. I wonder how you get go from that to child torture. Like, hey, Bill, let me show you something. Check this out. And then Bill sees it for the first time and, oh, give me, give me, a, give me a piece of that. Ugh, anyways. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.